0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters. We're devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you.
1: Good morning, you guys.
0: Good morning indeed. We are rounding out with day seven of our Wisdom for Work from the Psalms Devotional. The Bible app. there's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow are along you with us. Crossed if like you it? wonder why Tori's calling me out, it's because I am not the most limber Larry that's ever existed. And I for some reason I had to I sit
1: really felt like Going for
0: it. I felt I felt led by the Lord. Um, yeah, so I'm just, you know, variety is the spice of life. But uh, anyways, again, we're rounding out with day seven. Um, it's been a great devotional. If you missed any days, definitely recommend you go check those out. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Psalms chapter 50, verse 23, and it says this. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path... I will reveal to you the salvation of God.
1: The devotional says this, glorify is one of those Christianese terms we use so much that its meaning can feel muddled. So when you read a passage like 1 Corinthians 10.31 that urges you to do whatever you do for the glory of God, you might understandably wonder what that looks like practically, especially in the workplace. Let's look to God's word to remove some of the mystery together. Here are just five ways scripture says you can glorify God at work today. The first is give thanks. Psalm 5023 makes clear that simply thanking God for the gift of your work and the fruit it's producing glorifies him. Two, do good work. Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. The Greek word ergon that we translate to good works here literally means work, task and employment. So you can be confident you are glorifying God today when you simply do your work with excellence, love and in accordance with his commands. Three is trust God's promises. Romans 4.20 tells us that Abraham gave glory to God when he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. We can do the same. God has promised you will work without the curse for eternity, that he is working all things for your good, and that somehow your work is not in vain. Simply trusting in these promises glorifies him. 4. Share the gospel and your belongings. In 2 Corinthians 9.13, Paul says that your co-workers will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them. Five, sacrifice your freedoms. The context of 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, Paul is urging his readers to sacrifice their freedoms for the good of others. And so you can be confident you are glorifying God when you, for example, sacrifice the freedom to work from home so that you can better build relationships with the lost or give up your right to drink alcohol in front of a coworker who doesn't. Those are just five of the many ways you can glorify God at work. I pray they will motivate you to look at every interaction, project, and meeting as an opportunity to bring glory to your Heavenly Father today.
0: Yeah, this is a really fun plan. It's very practical, and it just reminds us that work is a good thing. And as you were reading, I I couldn't help but just think about how, I'm sure you all have experienced this, or maybe you've seen it, or you've heard it, whatever, where there's like um. A parent hears about their kid doing the right thing at the right time. Whether that kid finds $20 at the on the ground that someone dropped and they give that to that person instead of keeping it for themselves, or they saw someone who maybe fell over and they went and helped them up, or they just did the right thing at the right time and it showed their integrity. And the parents are just beaming because like, wow, like we're so proud of our kid. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, God is watching us, right? We're aware of that. I hope we are. I think sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking, oh, he's yeah. not watching what I'm doing. Whenever the door is closed or the lights off, or if I'm just on my phone or whatever, yeah. I'm not around people. But he yeah. he can see and he he does know. And so it's just one of those things. Like, don't we want to make him proud? Don't we want to make his name great by doing the right thing at the right time? And this devotional was actually pretty convicting to me in a very fun way, actually. Where, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll, as I always do, I'll pull back the curtain on what's happening in real life. The other day, I was at the gym, and I had a conversation with the lady at the front desk who scans you in, and um, she actually she had to spend a lot of time with Tori and me because it turns out whenever we sign up for the gym. We somehow signed up for corporate accounts. Yeah, like corporate is in like we're a like it, it just was. So, she's like, no one has ever done this, and I'm like, well, I am very powerful. Okay, oh I can goodness. do all things through Christ. Now. No, but anyway, so she was like, I haven't seen you guys in here in a little while. Like, it was wanted to make sure you guys are doing okay. I'm like, yeah, we've just been a little busy, but yeah. So anyway, so we were chatting, and then she introduced me to her son, and her son is 16, but he can't drive yet. And I was like, oh, did you end up waiting to get your your um your learner's permit, or you have to wait? And long story short, they told me that he has to log so many hours driving with an adult, but he can't do that with his mom because um, she gets like really bad uh, car sickness, I guess vertigo or something, and she can't ride in the car with him. And so, and the you know, unfortunately, the the, the father's not in the picture, and so right now their family's in a tough spot because they don't know what to do in terms of how to get him those hours. And one of my first thoughts is, is like, I'll drive with them. Then I was like, wow, like I'm gonna have to give up a lot of freedom because he needs like 47 more hours of time. But after reading this devotional and as it got to the last paragraph and it said, like, give up your freedoms for this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if that means that a co, a coworker of yours struggles with drinking, then if you don't have a drink around them, you know, like give up some of those freedoms in order to better serve our neighbor. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually going to reach out to them and just be like, Hey, I would love to spend time with you. Yeah. Um, we'll take our car. We can just do, you know, several hours a week and just let's get this thing done so he can be able to drive and, and, uh, it'll help their family out.
1: Very sweet. I was trying to find this verse and I cannot find it. I know that it's actually on my prayer wall. Um, but it talks about how parents are actually known for the actions of their children um, or that the actions of their children will reflect on their parents' like reputation. And I think about that as children of God, right? Like the way in which we act should be a reflection of our Father. Mm-hmm. And so when it's saying like our work should lead to others glorifying God, the way in which we work, the way in which we serve, the way in which we love, it should point to the goodness of God. And if not, it like hurts my heart, right? Like I don't want to represent my father in a way that is not honorable.
0: Yeah. It's not representative of him.
1: Exactly. And it's not to say that we have to do everything perfectly because we'll never measure up obviously Mm -hmm. to like the standard of God. But if we can work in a way in which our heart posture is to glorify God and all that we do, to honor him, to praise him, to do the things out of that state of Worship and thankfulness, and knowing that we bear his name, I think it will bring a different level of excellence to everything that we do and our interactions with people.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with you. We'll never measure up to that standard, but it's important to know what the standard is. Yeah. Because if we just are, if we're just kind of like, oh, well, I'll never be able to do that, then we'll never at least try. To do well by honoring him by yeah. by working excellently, and so as long as we are aware, let's just let's just try to get one percent better every day. Yep. And we're aware, like, oh, I could be doing better, and that'll put, that'll spur us to work hard and hardest for for God, not for man. Right, exactly. Want to pray it out? I do.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we get to call you Father. We thank you that because of Jesus Christ, we get to come. To you, Father, that we get to enter your throne room with confidence, Father, I pray that um, we would rest in everything that you have done for us, and that restful place would lead us to to work, Father, and that when we work, we would do it to glorify you and you alone, Father, and with that, we would honor your name that others would glorify you because of the way in which we are working, we are serving, and we are loving. But, Father, we cannot do this without you. So I pray that your Holy Spirit would just be so active and alive inside of us in every single moment of every single day, Father, so that we can represent you to our best ability. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord.
1: Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece.
0: And don't forget that we love you.
1: We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow.
0: Sayonara.